You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Matt McSweeney here, Hot Take Hot Box. Joining you on this beautiful, hot, humid Thursday, July 28th, wherever you may be. I thank you for joining me as always. We will have a fresh episode of the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Me, Ty Capone, we will talk about UFC 277. We will talk about UFC London from this past week. We will give you all the picks, news, knowledge, breakdown, anything you could possibly need. We will have it for you tomorrow afternoon. Uh, make sure you listen to that episode, especially before you go. You know, if you go to the window, still God bless. If you're, you know, logging into your logging into your DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever account you may use, before you go in and lock in your bets, listen to this podcast. Get all the information you could possibly need, so you can go and make the most educated bet you possibly can. Of course, we never had. It's very this sports gambling is very uh, unpredictable, and sports in general life is unpredictable. But we like to go in with as much information as we possibly can. That's what we do for you every Friday afternoon on the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. But here today, we are here to talk about our Philadelphia sports teams, our the Philadelphia sports world, the landscape. We got the Phillies, who just got swept by the Cubs, came back and won two out of three against the Braves. Kind of a old school Phil's thing where they just do shit that doesn't make any sense. We have a big series and now every series is big coming into July, August, you know, we're moving into August. August and September to the final stretch run of this season. We will see what the Phil's do with the deadline and what will they add? I mean, they have some holes that definitely need to be filled. Gene Segura is on a rehab assignment right now, so he's getting closer and closer inching his way back into this lineup. That will be huge. We could move Segura to second, put Stott at short, and then just kind of phase Didi out. If if you know if it were my team and I was making the decisions, but I'm sure you know Rob Thompson, the old Yankee lineage, will not want to will not want to fade old Didi out. So as it stands today, immediately the Phillies are ten games out of the National League East, and they are. A half game out of the wild card behind the Cardinals. Uh, they're still, like we said, you know, they were a half game up a, a week ago. It's going to bounce back and forth. The Phils are just going to need to continue to keep their head down, put some games together. Let's go over some of the games from this past week. We had two games that weren't, weren't on uh, regular cable television or just easily found where you could go out to a bar and watch them. Uh, Friday night they were on they were on Apple TV. Which, uh, good luck uh, finding that anywhere but your own house. You just have to sit at home like a hermit crab on a Friday night and watch your fills get absolutely decimated 15-2. to Garrett Stubbs pitches at one point. It was kind of just like the fills, you know. I mean, I mean, we we lead off with the Schwarber home run, and then that was it until the ninth inning when Derek Hall goes deep. Other than that, the fills showed essentially no life. Six hits the whole game. The Cubs had 19 hits. They just pounded the Phils from the fourth inning on. They didn't have any runs until the fourth inning, and then they just just laid it on the Phils. Not much to say there other than, oh, okay, well, you know, you, you, you weren't ready. You, you were sleepwalking, yada, yada, yada. Okay, 
So then we go to Saturday. Phil's basically same thing. Six hits, only two runs. They get no sort of offense until around the seventh inning with a with a JT uh, single that scores a Derek Hall. And then they just give up run after run after run in that top of the tenth. Um, you know, that, that's what happens when you just kind of play a dangerous game. And, and you just when you don't hit the ball, you allow yourself to be put in situations like this. Alvarado gets hit around that night. He's kind of been a little bit more, shall I say, reliable recently. And that's kind of a uh, outlier in, um, in comparison to his recent outings, I would say. That doesn't seem to me like, you know, Alvarado comes in, goes a third of an inning, gives up three runs. I'm like, oh, he sucks. You know, like it was just kind of, okay, maybe maybe that was a bad night. You know, okay, well, I'm going to try and look past this one. Then the Phils, just another situation where it took too long. I mean, they didn't, they didn't get a hit until the fifth inning on Sunday. And this game was on Peacock. So uh, half the game I wasn't even able to see because I was out, you know, went out. Had a, you know everyone out there a little little uh, behind the scenes had a little softball game you know uh, go out to the bar with a couple buddies after like let's go you know let's go get a drink and show up and and I'm in here watching uh, Saratoga races and, and some golf tournament the 3M Open and I'm like all right yo what's the where's the fills what, what can we get the fills on no they're on Peacock I'm like yo th- this sucks. Uh, forget about going out on a Thursday night to watch the Thursday night game anymore because it's going to be on fucking Amazon Prime. That like, I I probably sound like I'm I'm a 57 as opposed to 27, but like that that shit's so annoying, man. Like I guess some of these uh these places these establishments are going to have to adapt to the times, I guess. But it, it kind of it really just it sucks. It just sucks. And then you, so you're like, all right, just gotta just gotta go home. And watch our Phillies blow this here, blow this here towards the end, and they didn't really even blow it. They kind of just never had the lead in this game. Get Bailey Falter gives up, you know, and we'll I'll get into this towards the end. But we can't have Bailey Falter starting baseball games. We can't have Bailey Falter pitching in consequential spots at all. Period. Let alone, you know. Sunday where we're about to get swept and we have really nowhere else to turn, and it's all right here. Let's throw Bailey out there. He gives up three homers in the first four innings. Phillies don't get a hit for the first four innings, and then they finally break through. I mean, Bohm's hitting like near 450, near 500 since you know this whole month of July. He is on an absolute tear. His average is up to I believe around 290 uh, area, uh, which is insane. When he was 240-ish, two fit, you know, like he, he was. Not, I don't think he was that low, but he's probably around 260, 270 a month ago. And he just can, he just absolutely turned it around. Phil's I mean, a Garrett Stubbs homer in the eighth. It wasn't enough. They, you know, everyone's favorite favorite pitcher, David Robertson, uh, who had an illustrious uh, couple years here for the Phils, completely stole money from us. He gets a win and a save just alone in this series, which is almost more than he did his entire two three year tenure here in Philadelphia. So there's that. Phillies get swept by the Cubs in a series where they were really only in the one... Well, they were in the, the last two games, I guess I should say, but it, just a extremely disheartening series to get swept by a team that's 20 games under five hundred, looking to sell off most of their pieces, have guys crying after the game because they know they're going to get traded and shit like that. It's just... 
for a team, especially at home. Like it, not none, nothing about this was good, and it brought back those old feelings of oh, here we go, same old fills, right? Because it, it, that was just completely, completely disheartening. I, I there's not you, there was no way. That's I was on Twitter talking like. like Talking to just anyone who would listen, because I just, you know, on Twitter, you go on there and just scream into the void. There, there's no way to sugarcoat this. There's no way to act like this isn't happening. The Phillies got swept by a team they have no business even losing the series to, let alone all three games. That That is just, that, that at the time, it felt like, oh boy, this is it, man. Here we go. Going, you got the Braves coming to town team that's a fair share of games above you know there were eight games above above you in the standings going into that series you're just like oh man we're we're, we're done we're done you know we still got a whole nother month until Bryce Harper comes back news comes out that he was not able to get the pins removed in his thumb not able to use his thumb yet so he's still a ways away from making a return he's hoping that he still at some point can play right field I'm really not concerned about that we just need his bat back in the lineup we need that thumb to get right and we need him just we we need we need him back. Derek Hall's done a good job, but Derek Hall is no Bryce Harper, and that is no offense whatsoever. So Phillies show up here for this Brave series uh, on I believe that was Monday night. It was Monday night, and and win a game they should not have won. You got Camargo throwing a ball out you know out to the left side where Reese is stepping in towards home plate, which made absolutely no sense. Reese Hoskins. His glove has deteriorated here since this All-Star break has happened. It just seems like it's gone the wrong way. They get a couple runs. They jump up on the Phils early. The Phils, uh, who'd they throw in this one, if I remember correctly? Ranger. Yeah, Ranger only gives them five innings. Uh, coming off of the day before where you get, only got five innings from Falter. Not good. Bryson Stott had five RBIs in this game. Two of them coming off of that crazy uh, hop. Uh, down down the first baseline with Olsen standing there waiting for the ball to come back up to him, and the ball just didn't get any more air, skipped off to the right, skips out into like the right right field foul area. Two runs score. Uh, later on, they get another run from JT. The Braves are up 4-3, and Bryson Stott steps up in, in, the, in the eighth inning, works a full, full count, Fallon pitches off, just battling the whole way. And ropes one into the right field seats, gives the Phils a 6-4 lead, and wins them the game. Sir Anthony comes in, shuts the door, and that's a huge, huge win for the Phillies that needed to stop the bleeding because it looked like for a couple seconds there, more than a couple seconds, that they were going to be losing. That that was going to be four in a row uh, L's, and there was no sign of a change or good feelings or reinforcements coming down the pike. It looked like it was starting to get pretty grim and pretty dark for the Phillies' chances, uh, especially with these playoffs. Not not that the Cardinals are going to run away from you, but it's more of just our own personal feelings towards the Phillies and, and just like, what is going on here, man? This team looked so good going into the All-Star break, and they just look like that old Phillies where they just have... I mean, not they, they continue to fight in all these games, but they just continually hurt themselves and put themselves behind the eight ball over and over again. That's what it seemed like in this game with just the, the Camargo easy play. Like that's when I got mad at uh, in the brave series when Bohm threw that ball out in the right field. It's just like 
that's an easy double play. Like get yourself two outs in that in that ninth inning. Let's get out of here. This is a game you should win, and you kind of just put yourself in a in a precarious situation, throwing the ball in the right field, just self-inflicted wounds and self-inflicted mistakes that you know you can't do at the major league level because these teams are so good, these players are so good, they're gonna make you pay for it. That 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 uh, Camargo era, uh, I think it's attributed to Camargo, but Hoskins is equally as responsible for stepping the wrong way and just I don't know. I, I really I just don't know what he was doing. But Phils win that game. Shout out to Bryson Stott who has raised his average from the one I believe it was in the 160s. It was getting a little dangerous area. He's up to 195 now, so it's good to see him sort of. Uh, bounce back a little bit and, and give the Phils a little bit more life and, and a little bit more confidence playing him on a night in and night out basis. It, the good thing for him is it's not like uh, Didi's outplayed him by by a mile or he's not really outplayed him at all to be honest because Didi still only has the one home run. He's I, if I have this correct, Didi is hitting 218, so not exactly a uh, extreme difference or change or, or, or Oh, you gotta get, you gotta, you know, you gotta get Didi in there. I don't care that Bryson Stott's young. He he's just, you know, he's the better player. We're trying to win game. Like it's not, it's not that big of a difference. Didi is not making a huge, a huge difference when he's in these games. Phillies lose the uh, next night. That that Tuesday night, they really were not in that game uh, from the from the outset. Uh, Spencer Strider just dominated his six innings. Phillies weren't able to really get anything going other than. A Schwarber home run in the bottom of the six. That's the only run that he gave up. Nola gives up five, and that's you know it seems like the old narrative of Nola getting beat up against the Braves, big game Nola, you know all all that stuff kind of uh, reared its ugly head, uh, which kind of sucks after how he pitched in that Sunday game uh, going into the All Star break. So I'm hoping that he's able to bounce back next time out. I believe he's throwing Sunday against Pittsburgh, so that'll be a nice bounce back game. But there's a lot of home runs. It's you know two homers. Uh, Austin Riley pretty much should have been a home run. He roped that in the air off the top of the wall out in left field. Uh, he just didn't. He did not look like himself. He didn't look sharp. And uh, hoping that we get a better version of him out there uh, on Sunday, if if that's the correct day. Yesterday we get. A good uh, outing from, you know, a good six innings from Kyle Gibson, which definitely needed. Uh, only gives up two runs. Uh, the Phillies were able to get to Charlie Morton. Like I said, Alec Bohm, singles, single, single, single. You know, he, that man does whatever he needs to do. He had two RBIs, two hits. Schwarber with a with a sack fly. O'Double with a, with a RBI. You know, Romuto, who looks like he's another guy who it seems like has... Turned it around a little bit, you know. He's uh, average up to two fifty seven. Uh, the the power never really came around. The, those home runs. I mean, he hit a home run on Tuesday night, but it, it that you don't necessarily need that. We don't. We have enough guys. We have Schwarber hitting thirty home runs. We, you know, it's supposed to be this this lineup was supposed to be built on power and just you know hitting. Oh, oh, if they don't hit home runs and they're not going to score runs, well, it hasn't exactly been like that. I, you know, I know Harper has been out, but. Castellanos hasn't exactly hit home runs. Uh, there's plenty of guys on this team who have not really produced home runs. I mean, Bohm's not necessarily a home run guy uh, in the traditional sense. I mean, he'll hit some here and there. Hoskins has had 19 home runs. That's pretty much. But he's second. 
I mean, Harper's third, and he hasn't played in a month and a half, or you know, however long it's been. It's been a pretty much a, a month. Harper's got 15 home runs, and yeah, he hasn't played in a month. Other than that, no, there, there's only three guys in double digits right now. Ramuto at nine, Castellanos is at eight. You know, like that. Those are guys when you made that signing, when you made those deals, you were expecting. I mean, Schwarber has held up his end of the bargain with the home, with the home runs and the power. But you thought Castellanos was going to give you at least a little bit more power. I mean, he had 30 home runs last year. So, you, you know, you thought Citizens Bank Park, smaller ballpark. You just thought, you know, you put them, put put the put one, two and two together. You thought, all right, yeah, we're, 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 he's going to hit home runs. We're going to be counting on a lot of home runs. Well, it has not exactly been like that. Phil's good game yesterday. Boehm hit a double as well, scoring Castellanos, uh, kind of a ball that, you know, Castellanos hit a double as well with a ball that got through uh, the, I think the right fielder was trying to make a play on it, and it got by him, or the center field, somebody was trying to make a play on the ball, skipped through, Castellanos was on his horse, able to get some runs, and that's that. So the Phils are, like I said, half game out of the wild card. Uh, I know I was holding on hope to the National League East. Uh, Mets were able to hold their own against the Yankees this past week. It does not look like we are going to catch the Mets. The Mets do not look like the same old Mets, unfortunately. Uh, I think Dean was right. Uh, I do not believe we are going to catch them, so we're going to have to hold on hope to this wild card. We're going to have to start locking in on this wild card and really hoping that we can uh, that we can catch some of these teams. I mean, we're four games out of... The Padres, I believe, if my math is correct, they are says two and a half up on uh, the Cardinals, and like I said, we are like eight games out, seven games, eight games out of the wild card with the Braves. So maybe we set our focus on the Braves, we chase them down first, and then we deal with that. So this series against the Pirates, Pirates are eighteen games under five hundred. I believe they just got swept by the Cubs, which, hey, join the club. So we will be heading out to Pittsburgh. We got Wheeler on the mound, Falter pitching on Friday night. Then we have Ranger Suarez and Aaron Nola pitching this week. So it, this is a huge – they need to win at least three or four, if not a sweep. Uh, I'm not counting on a sweep because that's not that, – that just seems like we're asking for too much. Uh, I, I don't want to – put a burden on these boys or pressure them too much let's win three or four and even less than that let's win tonight let's win let's win this first game let's get you know we got wheeler on the mound let's take care of business and let's go from there phil's don't look like they are going to make a huge move at the deadline there's not going to be a juan soto or someone along those lines coming in here they don't want to move on from andrew painter mick abel Mickabell, uh, people call him, you know, whatever. Uh, Logan O'Hoppy, uh, Griff McGarry. There's not. There's a lot of guys that the Phils have in the upper parts of the farm system that teams want, but the Phils are not going to be willing to move on from them. And it just seems like, from what reports are telling us, that that's not going to be a realistic thing. <clears throat> excuse me. In, in some of these deals, so you can expect. That they'll be out of the Luis Castillo market, uh, you know the bigger names. I expect they're going to have to add a starting pitcher. Uh, it seems like you're not going to be able to count on Eflin down the stretch, and, and it just doesn't seem like he's going to be healthy all year. He hasn't been healthy since around May. You know, he's been it's been a couple months now dealing with this knee. 
he tries to pitch again, then he gets shut down. It just you might as well just shut him down and get whatever surgery he needs to get. He's got two of them already. He needs to get. You need to just take care of that and then come back next year and we'll figure it out from there. This seems like a lost year for Eflin, unfortunately. And if he comes back, then that's gravy. You know, that's great. We can we'll we'll figure out something something to use for him, or we'll figure out maybe he could come out of the bullpen at that point. Who knows? But the Phils need another starter. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know how they're going to fill that spot. Uh, I obviously would love the Frankie Montas of the world. I talked about him early in the season. Uh, there's plenty of guys. Uh, the, you know, I love Luis Castillo. Let me just say that as well. But uh, I, I just don't see those guys as realistic uh, possibilities for the Phillies, given what I just told you about us not being willing to give up the upper level of uh, farm system prospects and things of that nature. I hear rumors uh, of Xander Bogarts being available, and the Phillies have been interested in getting a shortstop for some time. Doesn't really make much sense to add a guy like that right now. Doesn't seem unless you are ready to sign him, you know, or that's a guy that you want to keep around for the long term. Maybe you could get him for cheaper than some of those prospects that you were talking about, not willing to, you know, not wanting to give up or not being willing to give up. I don't see that as a realistic possibility, though. Uh, you know, a lot of those fake. There's a lot of rumors and fake, fake shit that goes on this time of year. I attribute that to, you know, the that I attribute this specific rumor to that, just not being really real or realistic. And uh, hopefully, I'm wrong. Truly, uh, I'm, I'm not just talking shit. I, I hope the Phillies are in the Xander Bogart sweepstakes, or you know, he's a great player. Uh, I like Trey Turner better if they're going to go out and spend money on a shortstop, if that's really the thing they want to do. Um, I mean, you have Bryson Stop, but he could play second, and you could just fill in that spot right there at shortstop for years to come. It's not, never really a bad place to spend money. You need the defense there. You need you need production, and Trey Turner's a great player. He's so fast. Uh you know, Xander Bogarts is a great fielder as well. These are two great players you're talking about. That's why I just don't think they're going to get either one of them. Uh, a center fielder of some sort would probably be uh, definitely useful. Uh, Benintendi is heading to the Yankees. I don't know who the Phils could get. The Michael A. Taylors of the world... The you know guys guys like that I just don't know who's going to be available and worth it to plug in or better than what you have out there. It seems like Veerling is your somewhat your best option uh, on a night in and night out basis. Uh, in my opinion, uh, Odubel against some righties. Um, you know you're not going to Mickey Moniak doesn't seem like you're going to see him again this season. Uh, other than that, I don't really see any of these guys. Uh, hopefully, Maton comes up at some point again, and maybe they'll not start, but he'll be able to come off the bench or give your guys rest from time to time. I think he was only a coming up because Camargo was hurt and not able to play. Now Camargo is back, so they're able to throw him in there from time to time and have him play short when... Uh, you know, there's a lefty on the mound, and, and you know, there, there are two shortstop options. Didi and Stott are both lefties, but that might change when Segura comes back. So there's a lot uh, in flux right now. I I just think the number one thing, and, and of course, as always, you could use a bullpen guy. 
you definitely could use a bullpen guy. But like you said, you can only pick. If I had to pick, number one, I think they need a starter. They 100% need a starter. Kyle, and I think it's going to be of the Kyle Gibson esque, uh, you know, third to bottom bottom end of the rotation starter because they have Wheeler, they have Nola at the top. Suarez is the capable is a capable third guy. Say so, you know, Gibson fourth guy, you know, the capable guy. They just need another guy out there that that's not named Bailey Falter. It's pretty simple as that. It's just Bailey Falter is not a a quality major league base. Not not I, I don't want. He's just not he's not a, a, a trustworthy major league pitcher. He's just not. He can't go more than five innings, and he can't go those innings without getting hit around. You know, so that that's just that's just where I'm at. Starter, and if I had to rank this stuff, then probably a center fielder of some sort. Probably a left-handed hitting center fielder power center fielder uh, of some sort. Joey Gallo would have been a nice option a year ago or two years, you know, but he just absolutely stinks right now. So if you can get him for a bucket of balls in the janitor, then I, I would do that deal. Um, but then you'll probably just be forced to play him from time to time and he'll just kill your lineup. He'll just be a, a Derek Hall with no contact that, that you know, he's a, and he, but he's a really good defensive center fielder and just a good defensive player overall. I don't want to shit on him too much, but he's really having a bad year. He is having a awful, awful season, and I don't think I'm putting it lightly when I say that. If you go and look at Joey Gallo's stats this season, he just he just is completely lost up there. I mean, this is a guy who he's never really hit for a high average ever, you know, in, in his whole career. I mean, he came up when he was 21. He hit 204. Uh, there was a season where he came up. He came up in, in his second season. He only played 17 games. He hit 040, 209, 206. One year he hit 253, which I mean, hell, that's a good year for him. The year he hit 206, he had 40 home runs. The year before they had 41. One year he had 37, 38. I mean, 38 home runs. You know, these are these are good years. These are really good years. But he's hitting 181, 199 while hitting these home runs. This year, I mean, he's hitting 161. He's only got 12 home runs and 24 RBIs. He's played in 80 games. He's got 270 plate appearances, 230 at-bats. You know, like that's 161. He hit 160 last year for the Yanks. That Like maybe that's just who he is, you know. Like I don't think the Phils need another guy like that. In theory, would I like to have him? Yeah, man, because he's probably cheap and you could get him for nothing. But there's a reason why the Yanks just traded for Ben Attendee. They need someone who doesn't suck out there. There's not an absolute black hole when it comes to just either homer or strikeout. We we don't need any more of those guys. I think we have enough guys who are just swinging for the fences. So hopefully they can um, maneuver some stuff and, and, and figure some shit out. I will have a another show coming out early next week when, when the trade deadline happens. Hell, we might even do a live show. Who knows how, if we're feeling frisky. Probably not, but... Uh, yeah, there, there. So that that's what's going on with the Phils. Uh, we we still we still are alive. It was thank God I, I didn't do my show after I I had the they cooked up on Monday to do a, a Cubs breakdown, but there wasn't really shit to talk about other than what Castellanos getting into a fight with Jim Salisbury, uh, Matt Gelb talking shit to Jamie Apodi. You know, like it, that's no, I'm good. I'm good. I I, I like to talk about the baseball games. Uh, I like to talk about what's happening on the field. 
Uh, in regards to that whole Castellano situation, though, since I, I brought it up, and I did not mean to, but um, I th- I kind of view it uh, in the Tobias Harris sort of, uh, you know, don't clap for me now, you know, you, you were booing and all that shit. Like, these players use that shit as motivation. You know, some, some players do, and, and he... He's not in that in that situation right now. Like he was just basically like, "What do you think? I'm stupid." Like I can hear the booze. Like I don't think it was a stupid question. I heard a lot of people saying stupid questions, stupid questions, stupid question. Like maybe in on the face it was a stupid question, but I think it's a setup for a follow up. And Castellanos is just angry at the way he's playing, and he's upset with the way he's playing. So he kind of just directed that anger towards Jim Salisbury in that moment. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it was necessarily personal or anything like that. Like, I, I don't think it's like a, like, like, I really don't think it's a big deal. You know, like it, it was just kind of, he's just not happy that he's not playing well. Now the fans are starting to get on him. It's been long enough. It, it, it's, it's now late July. And, and especially if you look at his stats, I believe, I believe since Cinco de Mayo, he's hitting 220. And and the home and any sort of power numbers have dropped off, and that since he got hit in the wrist with that pitch. Uh, so you know, I know Deem's been banging the drum for Castellanos this past week. If you're listening, Deem, shout out to you, bro. Uh, all Philly fans, we appreciate you. Um, yeah, I I I I don't really put too much stock into this because I just think he he is more upset about the way he's playing than any of us possibly could be. He doesn't seem like that guy that oh I got my money I'm good like he he doesn't strike me as one of those players he absolutely cares about what's going on I think he probably cares too much and it just I it seems to me like he's in his own head right now he is a guy who has all the talent in the world who is a good hitter who just goes up there doesn't seem like he has an approach and is just swinging you know we kind of talked about it on the last the episode with Derek uh, it, it just. It doesn't seem like, you know, for as good of a hitter as he is, he just seemed like he's he's lost up there. Every time he steps up, he has no idea what he wants to do or how he wants to do it or it it just doesn't. We really just, I I feel feel for him because he feels lost. But I understand booing him as a fan because you're not performing to the level that we expect you to perform. And, And it does start to get annoying after a certain point. Double plays and... Just not being competitive in at bats, and it's not like he's giving you uh, elite fielding out there, out in right field either. So you know, and 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 you're being paid handsomely. I mean, Hoskins, all these guys have been booed before. The the fans will let these guys know when they don't play well. I mean, they even booed Harper when he when he was for, when he first got here. You know, it was May or something when he was already booed, or maybe not him necessarily, but the team. You know, like and. Again, in the same way, he Castellanos is not necessarily mad at the the fans or Jim Salisbury for the question. It's more of just like the the fans, the way they boo him. They're not necessarily ang- angry at him, or they hate him, or they don't want to ever cheer for him again. Like they just want him to play better. They know what he's capable of. They know he can be better in the same way he knows he can be better. So that's where I'm at with that. I don't really view it as a big deal or anything like that. It's just it's just frustrated you know tensions boil over people are frustrated man you know he's frustrated he's not playing well he knows it you know i i I couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine being that good at baseball and you're just like why the fuck can't i hit the ball now you know like what what is going on shit happens in sports it's not it's not predictable these guys are not robots 
So here's to hoping that he's able to turn it around and get on a little bit of a hot streak. I hope he's not hurt because when I believe uh, somebody, Jack Fritz, someone, some one of the Phillies, uh, you know, uh, faithful Phillies Twitter members put it out there just that he, you know, he's not been the same since that hit to the wrist. And I, I just, I just hope, I just want him to bounce back because I, I like Castellanos. I, I, I don't. I don't want to disparage him or, or, you know, put the dirt on his grave in the first year of his five-year contract. You know, like I, we were start, I was starting to get upset with Schwarber because it just seemed like he was like a, a, a mini Joey Gallo, where it was like not like, especially if you're leading off, you can't just be home run or bust. You got to be at least giving us some good at bats and not being a pop out strikeout king. Oh, all right, there's that. There's the fills. Shout out to the Phillies. Big series against the Pirates. Um, after that, the they head to Atlanta for a quick two-game series before coming back and playing the Nationals next week in another four-game series here at home. So, how about that, ladies and gentlemen? That that's a huge, huge series. Uh, you know, Marlins and then the Mets and then the Reds. You know, these are some teams, uh, especially the Nationals, Marlins. Uh, and Reds that they should be beating up on, you know, not necessarily sweeping them all, all the time, but they should be able to take care of business. James Harden signed his contract. Congratulations! Uh, finally, after all that time, uh, he finally gets it gets the contract consummated. It's a one and one deal, thirty or sixty eight point six million dollars, according to NBC Sports. So. I don't want you all shitting on me if this is wrong. Looking at a couple different websites here to make sure. Yeah, is a, is they, they're saying it's a two-year deal, but the second year has an option on it. Thought being that he will opt out next year and probably make you know a lot of that money back, according to this article. So that you know, li- listen, I, I never thought James Harden was doing any of this out of the goodness of his heart. I know he's going to be taken care of and well compensated for leaving, you know, ten million dollars on the table just for this season. Uh, I, I still am in that negative uh, mind space with the Sixers. So I, I even if he would have taken a minimum deal, I would have said, well, there's got to be something wrong with this, you know. So uh, I am probably not the guy to listen to right now. It's still July. And I'm still not ready to click into Sixers mode, but I did want to talk about him finally getting that deal done. And hopefully the Sixers are able to... uh, I don't even know if there's anything left to make any moves. You know, if there's any trades or, or, you know, it looks like Tobias Harris is going to be here. It looks like this is the team. And my stance remains firm here as not, not much is going to change the way this team is constructed because... You you know like the sec- second round is the is the ceiling at this point unless unless Harden takes a huge leap from where he was last season that's that's where I've been that's where I'm gonna be for a, a good amount of time until I see them play the Shanghai Sharks and I get back on board that that's pretty much where I'm at uh, the Flyers stink so that that's the Flyers talk for the day. And the Eagles are opening training camp, and I did want to go through the Birds' schedule, and we can see uh, where you know where the where we feel about the Eagles' wins, losses, uh, things of that nature. 
So if we take a look at the birds, we take a look at what's going on. We have a nine and a half over under win total going into the season. So it was eight and a half before the schedule release, and apparently favorable schedule for the birds this season, as we will we will soon learn if you haven't already gone through it. I have, but I will do it here for you, my my friendly my friendly viewing audience. The Eagles open up on September 11th. Awkward uh, against the uh, Detroit Lions. On the road, it is a 1 o'clock game. Uh, I believe the spreads are out. and Birds are 4.5-point favorites against Detroit. Uh, really wouldn't matter for this exercise, but i just like to give you all the information you possibly can. Birds win that one, so we are 1-0. Let me just make sure I'm keeping a track here for all you people out there. Then they go to, or this is a home game, Monday night against the Vikings. Vikings new coach. Uh, they have a potent offense, but I think we get it done. We win a close one. Birds 2-0. and Then we head to Washington against the Commanders. Unfortunately, it looks like we're not until Sunday, October 2nd, we're not going to get a home game. So I won't be able to go to Jetro until then. That, that personally hurts my feelings, but we, you know, we will eventually. Don't worry, okay? I just want to say, don't worry. Uh, we're going to get down there, all right? We're going to have, we're going to be causing some problems, okay? That, that just needs to be said flat out. So Lions 1-0, Vikings 2-0, Commanders 3-0, and then we head home for a home game against the Jags 4-0, and now we're starting to get a little worked up, right? That's that's where I'm at personally. I mean, listen, the only game that really should be in question there is that that Vikings game. Um, that, that they have a good, they have a potent offense, good team, but I think we'll be able to take care of business. I really do. I think the addition of Bradbury, uh, be Bradbury and Slay being able to at least keep Jefferson and Thielen in check. Uh, you know, I, I think our defensive line will be able to keep Dalvin Cook. I think we'll be able to score enough points. You know, so we shall see. Then we head to Arizona for. I don't want to be the guy that just lo- locks in every every single win here. So I'm gonna say we lose that game, but I have a feeling that we win that game. I just want to go out there and say that because they're not gonna have D Hop. They, they're just you know they have a they have a guy who's too busy worried about playing Warzone as opposed to doing his job and, and watching film. They don't they have to put in his contract that he has to watch film, so that's a little concerning. Next game is a home game, Sunday night game against the Cowboys. Give me that. That's a win. Five and one. Then the birds go on a bye week. We're five and one. Huge. Okay. Then we come off the bye week. Home game. On mischief night. Uh, it's mischief afternoon here. Against the Steelers. On the 30th. Uh, that's a W to me. Lock me in. And then the Texans. We have to go to the Texans. On a Thursday night. For an Amazon Prime game. Uh, they, the Texans are absolute dog. Dog doo doo. Uh, so give me. Give me the Eagles. Then Monday night, Washington comes to our house. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to get booed out of the stadium, and the Eagles win. So now we are at eight and one. Now this is the second questionable game, going to Indianapolis. It's a Sunday uh, afternoon game against the Colts. Uh, I don't really like the Colts, though. I, I know they they know a lot about us. Uh, you know they used to at least with Frank when Frank Reich and Doug Peterson were in town. But this is a little different animal. I think we win. 
I think we win. I think we go nine and one, and then we come home. Uh, Sunday night game back on Sunday night. Uh, Packers come to town. I'm going to say that's a loss. So we are now nine and two. Then the Titans. Uh, that's a tough one. I will say that that is a. Oh man, that's a win. That's a win. Uh, I don't don't believe in the Titans anymore. Ten and two. We are probably the best team in the in the uh, National Football League. Uh, just get on your knees at that point. Giants uh, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon game. The Giants are doo doo as well. Uh, give me that one. The Bears on the road. The Bears are not good. First year coach. Give me that. Cowboys Saturday afternoon. I will talk that up as an L because I think that we will lose one of those two Cowboy games at home against the Saints. Jesus, this is getting out of control. Uh, I'm going to say they lose this game. Nah. Yeah, I'm going to say they lose this game. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're going to win this game and then they're going to lose this last Giants game because they're start. They're going to set all their starters. So 13 and four. That's where we're at right here. That's the official hot take hotbox prediction that the birds are going to be ridiculous this year. I, if you want my total feeling on that, I think I just played myself. I think that's a complete. Where I'm going to get hosed. I'm going to be asking for Sirianni's job halfway through the season. Uh, but the last time I did make a, an official uh, schedule uh, prediction, I think we went. I think me and a couple friends did them. We each went like ten and six, ten and six. One went eleven and five, and they went twelve and four. Won the Super Bowl. So maybe this is a signifier. Maybe this is a good year. Maybe this is all meant to be for our Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we'll have more NFL talk. I'll have a couple football guys on. You know, everyone's a football guy, but I'll have a, a couple guys on just to talk football, bounce some shit off of. We'll have some college football talk uh, coming up. We'll obviously keep doing baseball. And uh, basketball is probably going to be going on the back burner for a little bit here. And uh, we will just continue to churn along. Like I said, we will have a Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast tomorrow. Me and Ty Capone, UFC 277, live from the T-Mobile Arena, if I'm not mistaken. Amanda Nunes is looking to get back her UFC women's bantamweight title where she was involved in one of the biggest upsets in the history of mixed martial arts where she was uh, put down by Juliana Pena and choked out. Well, not necessarily choked out. She tapped before that choke was even really locked in. Got herself out of there. God bless. Uh, good luck. And we will, like I said, talk about all of that tomorrow afternoon. It is not from the T-Mobile Arena. It's from Dallas, Texas. I just assume everything is in, in Vegas these days. But I knew they were going away from home relatively soon. And it is in Dallas, Texas at the American Airlines Arena. We will talk about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. This has been the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I will see you tomorrow, and I will see you next week.